What happens when a blind man, a woman of color, and a child of immigrants get together to discuss how diversity, inclusion, and equity affect your business? Hi everybody, welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm UB, and I am the Latino white guy of the group. I'm Nina, I am the woman of color in the group. And I'm Mike, I'm uh, the blind guy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Today, I am super excited. This is my cast, by the way. I am super excited to introduce Miss Christy Bukley, comedian and also fellow member of the People with Disabilities community. Christy, yes. welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it so much. Can uh, you tell us a joke? Uh, I'm just no. kidding. No. Come to a show. No. PG-13. Come to a show, yes. Yeah, go to a show. That happens all the time. People ask for you to tell a joke, and then it's like not in the right theater, if you will. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I see how that could be funny. And you're like, <laughs> okay. And then you, you like, let it family gather. And you like, lot. yes. And then you lose, like, confidence in that joke that if you did try to tell them <laughs> that joke, because they're like, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I'm never telling that joke again. <laughs> well, that's kind of a nice segue into uh, part of what we wanted to talk about today, which um, kind of revolves around this center of attention mm-hmm. idea, right? So on on the one hand, as a comedian, you're up on stage and you are absolutely the center of attention in that moment. Yeah. But on the other end, where as a, as a member of the community of, of people with disabilities, you also garner that similar attention, sure. but maybe for, I don't know, maybe for the wrong reasons. Like how, what, yeah. how do you view that difference? Well, that's why I think standup is so um, interesting personally. And, and most people who do stand up have some sort of thing. They may not have a, a physical disability like me. I have a very mild cerebral palsy, but you can see it um, when I'm, I'm walking and whatnot. And, um, but people uh, who do stand up really ha- usually have a story to tell. And they like the idea of being able to control how they tell it. So uh, stand-up or comedy provides them this opportunity to um, let people know about this thing that, you know, maybe makes them a minority or makes them um, other or different um, in a way that they choose. Um, And it's it's that's what makes stand-up and a lot of uh, little weirdos uh, be attracted (laughs) to stand-up because they can control the dialogue around whatever their um, thing is that that makes them other. They're different for sure, yeah. Oh, that's a really fascinating point. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of, so obviously this podcast is really focused on helping uh, the Fortune 10,000, just, just organizations in general, be willing to uh, have the conversation in and around inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. So the, you know, be, being a fellow member of the people with disabilities community, I'd love to know your philosophy because uh, organizations reach out to me all the time. They're they're attempting to figure out how to get more people to uh, opt in or disclose their disability. Yeah. So I'd love to get your philosophy on, you know, um, you, when you feel like it's appropriate, how sure. you how you do it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, man, I am really trying to figure that out as a as just a human uh, being for sure. 
Um, I think that, I mean, I am such an open book as far as like how my standup works and stuff. So disclosing is not a big deal. Also, I have like, it's a disability that you can see. So like, it's like, I don't really have a choice whether I want to disclose it yeah. or not. I mean, people will ask like, um, what is that? Like, how does, what is it, you know? And um, sometimes, usually not at work, they won't. But I, I, um, I really struggle with it because I grew up in a, in a environment where it was like, you're just like everybody else, you're just like everyone else. But now mm -hmm. that I am getting older and I do need to advocate for myself and I need to maybe ask for some um, modifications or um, accommodations at work or whatever, I actually don't have the language for it because I mm. didn't, I grew up mm. with like, you're not different and there was no like training. So now I really am like, I'm, I'm really, uh, figuring that out. And I think one of the most interesting places uh, for disclosure is actually not in the workforce, but it, it, it does come over to the workforce is actually through this like online dating. Online dating is like the most fascinating thing to me. Uh, that has been my number one like question recently is just like, when do I tell people? Like, cause you don't, cause that's the one place where they can't see it. Like they can't see it if I don't tell them. And so I'm always like, when do I tell them? I'm like, I have a joke right now I'm working on where I'm just like, do I wait until <laughs> the date? Like, do I just show up really early and sit down and be sitting already so they don't see it? Like that's the hardest part. So um, I think that um, as far as the, in the workforce, the number one thing, and that's why, you know, like, I am always really, I used to have another podcast called uh, Empty Girlfriend where people would talk about their relationships and we would get into some really like personal things and the number one policy for me and my host, uh, my co-host was to always be just really sharing of ourselves mm -hmm. and then that that made it so that the guest always felt comfortable to share as much as, as they wanted to and so I think that is the policy I carry into my work and um, into my workplace is that um, if I'm sharing that helps people just you know want to disclose and open up about, about, about their own stuff but if you're not um, leading that like showing by example or or, or uh, putting that model out for people to see, they're not gonna follow it. So mm -hmm. if you're like in that company and you're like, how do we get people to open up or share, disclose their disabilities more? Well, then you need to start sharing your own stuff is what my Love personal Yeah, that's like great is. advice for leaders. Yeah. Like every leader of every company should be yeah. framing how they think about communication with their entire team that way, right? Yep. Like, if they want their employees to feel comfortable and valued, yeah. then they need to be open and, and talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, and it is a vulnerability piece that people don't mm -hmm. um, love, like always love to share. But I mean, I think it's just so, so important. I mean, that's why I, I also teach stand up here in um, Denver, and that's a big piece of it. A lot of those are CEOs coming to my class, just wanting to get really? better public, yeah, better public speaking skills and stuff. And that vulnerability piece is like I hit it so so hard for them. Like that's the number one thing, and they're not. CEOs are not vulnerable people usually. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're like, they are, you know, try to seem, seem so strong. So to um, share that, like, maybe you have a, a struggle or you, you know, uh, 
you know, maybe you have ADD or something like that um, is like so counter um, counterintuitive to what they're used to or the, oh, yeah. the image oh. that they're trying to portray to people. So these CEOs are taking comedy classes? Yes, I have like CEOs taking comedy classes and um, I mean, any walk of life really takes my classes, but I'm always surprised <laughs> when that. it is a CEO. Okay, class. so yeah. can, can we, can, 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 you know, like how you can vote, vote people off the island? Can we vote people onto your island? I got some CEOs oh that really, yes. right? I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, right? Like, no, yes. they, right, they yeah. could come. I mean, I would love, I would love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they can always come. yeah I, it yes. needs to be a thing because I know some CEOs that truly need to learn how to tell a joke. They I'm just really saying, like, I'm just, do. I'm just oh saying, yeah. Just use a microphone. Event. So is comedy yeah. about vulnerability then? Oh, I, my favorite comedy is um, if you are uh, watching, there's a lot of comics who you don't know anything about them uh, when you get off stage. Mm -hmm. That's not the kind of comedy I like, um, but that's definitely the the new like wave of um, American comedy for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, has anyone heard about Gad, uh, the like French Jerry Seinfeld? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, he... They, they did a really good story of him on This American Life, I believe it was, but he also has a show on Netflix now, but he is like the Jerry Seinfeld of France, right? And, but Fran France is like back in the 70s as far as where they're at with their their sense of humor and their stand-up comedy, okay? So he came to America recently because he wants to become just as big in America as he is in France, like to him. The America, like stand-up comedy, is one of the uniquely American arts, and he want he's like you're not you haven't made it unless you've made it in the United States. Well, he comes here, and all, all of his stuff is very like France is like this, and America is like this, and women are like this, and men are like this, and it's very like kind of just old school, yeah. yeah. Like, but um, a lot of comics listen to him, um, listen to his set, and their number one thing was like be vulnerable like to share, I want to hear like what this is like. Why, why do you, are, why are you driven to come here yeah. um, when you are a millionaire? You don't need to, you don't need this. You're coming yeah. here to like bomb basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like why, like what in your psyche is pushing you to, that's the stuff I want to hear about, you know? And, yeah. But he's very like, it's very guarded and right. it's, but it's just like, that's where they're at with their their sense of humor. And there's no, it's not synonymous. I'm sorry, UB. There, so when you think of like CEOs and how like you do, I never like an adjective for a CEO is not vulnerable. No. Oh, absolutely. Just, just saying, yeah, right? Yeah, like that's no. exactly never. Right. Yeah. But in yeah. these, you know, it, as a part of these diversity and inclusion discussions, um, you know, and we've talked about this on other shows. It, it's the, the the communication piece. And it has to start at that leadership level, yeah. like that, yeah, and yeah. and so that vulnerability is huge. You know, you look at Hannah Gatsby. Yes. To me, yeah. it's, she's the extreme of where, you know, the, the, where I think, you know, she she was, the way I understood her to say is that her early stuff was self-deprecating, right? Like mm -hmm. it's you're getting up there, and yeah, you're being vulnerable, but you're really putting yourself down to get the laugh. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, she had to stop because she couldn't. Yeah continue to do that to herself like she just mm -hmm. felt yeah. horrible mm -hmm. right yeah doing that and so there's 
it seems like there's a there's a balance there, right? Like, yeah. how do you tell that? Well, how do you I tell mean, your story? And then there's there's a certain formula to comedy. So part of me is like, okay, Hannah uh, Banks, you shouldn't do stand up anymore. If I, <laughs> that's my that's, yeah. that's my opinion. Uh, sure. Because if you internalize uh, your self deprecating humor, that's your own psychological things you should go to therapy for. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I can't really. Um, but, the opinions uh, expressed by Thera- yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. therapy with Christy um, But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, no, I spend my entire like the very first set, uh, class in my class is uh, just all about gaining like whether the feedback that you get from the audience when you're on stage is all about is just information. So if if it, they don't like it, that doesn't mean you're not like allowed to like yourself. And like it's all about disconnecting sure. that piece from from um, the I because you're gonna bomb. You're always gonna bomb. You're gonna bomb in business if you're trying. If you're trying and you're putting stuff out there, you're gonna bomb sometimes. Probably like eighty percent of the time. I, um, I, I so needed so. to hear this today. Yeah. <laughs> there's right. a rule. Of, there's a rule of nine that for every nine things you put out into the world, only one of them is good. But yeah, you have to true. put the nine yeah, out absolutely. in order to get to the one good thing. Oh, um, gosh, but I wish if all businesses would internalize that. Yeah. Concept. Mine's like nine point nine nine. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, if, like I think with all the pressure from boards of directors and from yes. investors and you know yes. from stakeholders. There's always this pressure that you you have to be perfect before you put anything out there. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when you just put anything out there, you Mm -hmm. know, and make a mistake, it just creates... You feel like it undermines you and your authority or whatever it is. And it's just not... I mean, it just depends on what you value. Like, to for things to come back not the way you want um, isn't a... I mean, you can call it a failure. I just call it... I literally just say that's information. So like mm-hmm. now I want to do it differently this next time. Or if it works, you're like, great, I want to do that. How do we make it even better? Like it's always going to be information and it's not, then you don't have to then take it and internalize it with yourself. And cause there's like faulty assumption where people are like, oh, if people don't like my jokes, then they're not going to like me. And then I'm not allowed to like myself and then I'm going to die. And right. it's really serious yeah. really fast, but you yeah. have to just like turn that off. Like a joke, I mean, a joke or a business idea is not you as a person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, and the fact that you're like just putting stuff out there. I'm always so like really giving people praise at that point because I think that's the scary part. The scary part is putting the ideas out into the world and expect like and making them vulnerable to feedback. And um, that's like the scariest part. And so that's the part that deserves praise, whether or not it works or not. You know, that's um, another thing. You need to be open to making changes at that point. If you're not, that's also a pr- where a problem and the vulnerability comes in. If you're not open to uh, feedback and changing mm-hmm. your ideas or admitting sure. when it doesn't, it's not working. But if you have a, if you've separated yourself from, um, you know, uh, putting a value judgment on yourself whether something works or not, coming when feedback comes back that you need to change it, that would be so much easier for everyone sure. because. It's not like they have already detached from whether or not something's working, being a judgment of themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Aside aside from coming to you, right, to learn, like what, how can people start to become more vulnerable and um, open to telling their story, particularly, you know, people who have disabilities, whether you can see them or not, who 
want to let their boss know or their team know, mm-hmm. what, what are some ways that they can start to to get there, right? Like what are mm-hmm. exercises, I don't know, you know, things that people can yeah. start to practice? Absolutely. Well, um, I think it, <laughs> go on to online dating. Do that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just Even if you're married? No, that's really, uh, I really did start, <laughs> fra- yeah, kind of. Uh, no, but I really <laughs> did use, I really did, I really did start using those to like, because the idea yeah. of telling, I, I have only dated people who have seen my stand-up in the last, since I've started stand-up 10 years, I've only mostly dated comics because they've seen my stand-up mm-hmm. and I don't have to get over that hump of like telling them I have a disability. They already know, right? right. So it's like pigeonholing me into these like relationships, but I did really like, but I'm ter- like, I'm terrified. I'm, I'm trying to write about this on stage, but I'm, I really am terrified that like by telling somebody I have a disability, like they'll immediately just be like, oh, I don't want that. Like, because in my mind, a lot of times I'm like, why would anybody want to like, deal with that. Dating's hard enough. Why would you like want to date somebody with a disability? Especially in Colorado when everybody's like wanting to climb a 14er every other day. It's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And they put like which ski pass they have on there. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, that's not You're on Icon? Oh, I'm epic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can never be. how would you know that? Yes. (laughs) That's a great Um, question. But the exercises, (laughs) I mean, writing, just writing in general is going to be a great exercise. You don't have to share it with people, but writing in general um, is always going to be helpful. But um, really opening yourself up uh, to listening to other people's stories. So whether it's not you actually are going to storytelling, like listening events, or like going to um, mixer, like mix singles mixers or adult mixers or whatever, where you like actually have to talk to people outside of your bubble, like God forbid. Um, these are all, these are the things that people need to like practice, right? They need to get off line and they need to like be able to talk to people in person and I think that I think strangers are like the best practice for um just like practicing telling them these things like in and because you're like oh I'm never see you again I mean talk to the person at the grocery store who's like scanning your groceries and Uber drivers you know yeah Uber (laughs) drivers is great like any yeah like because like that's just good practice and they have no bearing on your life so I always tip because they're I'm like you know what I just bared my soul to them and Mm -hmm. I'm never going to see them again there's five bucks yes (laughs) you need it they need it it's therapeutic it's therapeutic yeah yeah yeah, you don't treat your but, Uber drivers like your personal therapist. I, 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 I usually, <laughs> I usually, they give me a one because they're like, I don't yeah. want that dude in my car. Again. <laughs> right. like, I, just like... uh, I think that's just it. I mean, I think yeah. that the power of listening to other people's stories and then um, practicing sharing your own in, in more of an artistic way before it's at your company and talking to HR is always a you know a great practice so if you get those opportunities to share things um, and um, get those opportunities to just like speak publicly and open about it even if it's with a stranger I think is always just good good practice and I think we all need to talk to each other more and stuff so Christy, I want to I want to take one of your classes first of all. Like yeah. after hearing about it here, I'm like, this sounds great. Yeah. But I'm sure our listeners also want to know how do they get in sure. touch with you to um, find out more about these classes or. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, you can go to voodoocomedy.com. It's for it's through Voodoo Comedy Playhouse oh, yeah. that I do it. So um, there's usually a wait list, but they're always coming out with another oh, round of classes. Oh, there's a wait There is. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I can only there, do. I only have 12 students a class, so they cap they cap out just because I can only. There's get no feedback. pool. We can't get what? any pool. Oh. Like really? Yeah, I <laughs> really? can. Well, yeah, you guys, but I'm just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this but is for our audience. I don't get paid. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't get paid. I do get messages like people like get me into your class and it's like really weird. Uh, yeah. Like, I want to know more about these CEOs. Like, we should I totally go all yeah. three of us should go do a class together. What do you guys think? I'm in. Yeah, I think, let's do it. I think yeah. everybody should. We'll record it. So. We'll record snippets for the podcast. I think that'd be fantastic. Expose all of our vulnerabilities. Yeah. I think it's uh, great. Well, I mean let's not say all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inject some humor into it. Yeah, yeah. So um but uh, those are all the things, and if, if you're wondering, there's like five umbrellas you can write under with stand-up, but I think that'll open up your yeah. vulnerability. So it's like relationships, whatever, Easy. romantic or whatever, yeah. childhood, uh, day job, um, special challenges, which are uh, like uh, anything permanent. So my disability, your LGBTQ stuff, your race, things like that, mm. your gender, those things. And then there's... Um, um, current issues, which is like if you just uh, got fired, if you um, just mm. had a baby, mm. if you just got married, like something that's like a big life event that's just sort of like for now and like not going to have a bearing on your day to day, like yeah. all mm -hmm. forever and always and stuff. So those are the five things. And I just tell my students to write under one, like free write under those mm. one of those umbrellas, you know, every day to just sort of see what comes up and what comes out. And if you go and start writing and I tell them not to worry about being funny, obviously, anybody who's trying to practice, they're not worried about being funny at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> but would, like those, be. but like just free write, like yeah. not without a goal of like even making sense, you know, you see what comes up and you see what's really like bothering you and what's under under your skin a little bit. It's amazing what um, kind of comes up, but that's a great exercise and a good practice for just kind of sharing, you know, well, Christy, I'm I'm personally uh, super excited to have you as an MC at our fifth annual Dining in the Dark event yes. on February eighth. Two days I, from now. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm so excited. excited. So thank you so much for no really uh, um, <laughs> your your willingness to come. You know, obviously our organization is all about helping people with disabilities find employment opportunities out there. Yeah. And I think your wisdom in this podcast is is completely apropos and just. It's we, we get it all the time. Uh, I, I, I get asked all the time from not only, uh, you know, large organizations, you know, how to get more people to opt in to choose, you mm -hmm. know, to uh, disclose, but also people from the disability community all the time. I'm a big, uh, obviously, <laughs> big red truck, right? I've got a cane. It's real obvious to tell, uh, very similar that I have a disability as well. Mm -hmm. However, I, I coach or people all the time, like, the, um, you know, embrace, like I, I am who I am today because of my blindness. Like yeah. I, I'm able to change the world because of the challenges that I've had to overcome. And if people, um, if people are judging you based on the beautiful person that you are because of your CP, 
then f them. Like that's yeah, all I got to say because you are, you then, are yeah, you're, you're an amazing okay. you're an ama- yeah. amazing human being, oh, Christy, well, and so I'm so honored to have you yeah. at the dining in the dark. So yes, thank you, thank you, so and much. thank you for joining the podcast too. Yeah, and I'm hoping a lot of people sign up for your. I know they have a long wait list. And yeah, it's clearly just going to get already. longer with all the audience all signing up for it. Yeah. But. Well, maybe there's a way that uh, the inclusion lab. Um, yes, can help with I that. I would love, so let's yeah, discuss. I would love to do um, that. I take my class any anywhere in, in all places. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, what else? Do I have anything else? Yeah, can what's your Twitter me? handle? Oh, That's where you tell your jokes, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram are Kabuxi, C-A-B-U-C-H-S-Y. So that's where I put my schedule for my jokes and I post dumb dating app things <laughs> and little little quippy things and uh, yeah, so just, that's just where they can Christy, find me. Have you ever dated a blind person? I have not. You know, because I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to see like any kind of, you know, CP kind of things, right? I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> you're married i mean we have what's hard about me i I know a bunch of single blind dudes i'm just saying i've been married 25 years no all right disclaimer okay i I didn't say me but would you all right (laughs) thank you christy it's been amazing yeah we'll um uh yeah if tickets are still available for dining in the dark right mike barely barely so saturday it's coming up so two days from now so come and uh, experience that, and thank you all very much. It was amazing. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Special thanks to our producer, Spencer Daniel, and VP Legacies, which helps increase your employee and customer retention, utilizing strategic communication strategies. Find out more at vplegacies.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can see closed captioning for this podcast on our YouTube channel. We'll be publishing a new episode on the first Thursday of every month. You can find us online on our website, chooseinclusion.com, and contact us on Twitter at chooseinclusion.